This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Welcome to episode 68 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Town with a, a massive, much-needed win, almost as much as I need a haircut. Fantastic. We've got Neil Bradford Terrier in the virtual studio. We've got a very excited and also slightly angry Richard Kosmala after his recent uh, Asda experience. We've got Simon Copland back in the top corner and uh, serial podcaster now, Brady Frost, in the bottom left. And I'm... Matt Shaw, as usual. So this episode, again, is sponsored by the fabulous Magic Rock Brewing. Uh, if you guys need a few drinks, I'm sure you will do through the rest of this season if the uh, first few games have been anything to go by. Uh, Magic Rock Brewing uh, are doing a, uh, a little deal online at the moment whereby if you spend over £40, your delivery is free. So check them out at uh, the Magic Rock and uh, go to the shop and... Some good ones there. I've, I've got I think Birmingham proper radio DJ stuff, that one, eh? Mm. Birmingham <laughs> players had a crate before game, I think, didn't they? I don't care. Right, <laughs> Birmingham nil, Huddersfield Town 3. NFG about how Birmingham played for me. What about you guys? So I'm I'm quite happy with that. I was still quite nervous at uh, <laughs> at 2-0 because we looked rather susceptible to balls in the box. Uh, but happy yeah. days, 3-0 win, fantastic. Uh, Grant back to the left, Campbell up front, Campbell... Uh, really put his uh, put the shift in as as town fans like and who wants to kick us off with a, a little bit about the game Cosy you're you're full of beans today after missing out the other one brilliant I just thought Emil Smith Road just got it going one minute we were it was energy 
he were ready, want he were up for it. I, I was impressed. I think I want to get carried away. I think we've got to temper it a bit that Birmingham have uh, obviously known the flights are starting again, aren't they? Uh, Jet, Jet 2 and Ryanair. I think they've booked a few, haven't they? Because they didn't turn up. But Huddersfield Town, we'd, we'd have given anything for the win, wouldn't we? At, you know, six o'clock tonight and we were we were good. I, I thought I were worried every time they got across in, to be honest with you. But yeah, that second goal in the second half, just I thought they were going to come out a bit more, but obviously we missed the penalty and then you're thinking, oh, here we go, is the turn. But straight away, Campbell, quality. And yeah, we're comfortable in the end and that as well. Just what we needed because, uh, yeah, the Natives were restless one after Sunday. Neil? I'm in a better mood today. I thought I might leave behind his man club ball, so we were ready. We were ready. T-shirt were out, signs out, balls out. Not not literally. Um, <laughs> Mine is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to be, fair, to be fair, m- much improved. And if we're being brutally honest, they didn't have to go very far to be much improved for the first two games, did they? So... I thought first thought of ten fifteen minutes, Smithrow and Grant linked really well, tormented them. We we showed intent down that side. We showed that that's where the threat could come from. We we gave them a couple of warnings early on, a couple of shots from cutting in, um, blatant penalty. He he couldn't not give a pen there, could he? Yeah. To be fair, Camp's got a a big touch on that, hasn't he? So it's it's gone it, nice and early, hasn't he? And Grant's it's, yeah, they're both weird penalties because Grant's watching him. All the way to, and then Trent yeah. goes really early, doesn't it? So it's, and it's like a game for him. Yeah. It's um, but end it there. Who, who cares? It went in. So yeah, we, we were happy at one nil. Um, bit nervous at half time because you're thinking history tells you, especially over the last couple of years, that second half at the start we are very susceptible to the sort of sucker punch early doors. Um, but no, not none of it. Another penalty, definite penalty again. Good spot by referee, to be honest. Um, definite pen, poor penalties. Put it exactly where you don't want to put it. Two foot high, in between yeah. keeper and post. So yeah, not a good pen. But at that point, you're thinking, oh no, is it going to turn? But great ball in by Toffolo. Clever finish from Campbell. Great ball, yeah, yeah. absolutely great. It went a yeah. cracking ball in, and you know Campbell's hit it first time. Great finish. Keeper's no chance. It's and, just after uh, the pen as well, isn't it? So because you just you're thinking. After. You're thinking, oh, we've just missed the pen, and all of a sudden your heads are down, and then all of a sudden the ball's in, and and, and it's in the box and in the goal. What I liked is we didn't we didn't feel sorry for ourselves after missing mm. pen. We got straight back at them, mm. won the free kick, good ball in, good goal. And to be honest, they were that bad at two nil. Me, me and Cosy were sat watching. It were. Was well, Cozzy, we're I've seen a picture and I want you to tweet it later, but Cosy looks like he's sat outside, like you've banished him to outside. It's no, no, we got, I've got all distance in that. We had all TV set up, okay. a, a dining room door. Dining room door's uh, quite okay. big, so we had TV set up outside, but I've got gazebo put up in the back garden. No, so let's get it right. So just Neil, sat there. Neil Neil like in his, Neil's in his living room and Cosy's out oh, with the door. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Neil, yeah, like I follow. So for the second time, I followed it work on Neil's telly. A bit so like your microphone now. All <laughs> right, but Birmingham, we had Birmingham's common show, and they were good now, weren't they? We had Jeff Kenny, remember him, top left back, and he, he was so good down player, the middle, man. we were shocked. Yeah. We were good. But all, all, in, all, all in all, much deserved, much improved, but as Danny Cowley said, I, I tweeted something similar, that you've got to, let's temper it, because Birmingham were bloody awful, if we're being brutally honest. But you can only beat what's in front of you, and we've done that very, very well tonight, so... 
Yeah. Overall, but it's a big test Saturday because Preston have had a great start after the restart and uh, they're still scrapping for a playoff place. So mm. Saturday's a tough one. But all of a sudden, from being dreadful first two, you win tonight. If you can win again on Saturday, things look a lot different, don't they? And obviously, with the news on Wigan, pressure's on them. It's amazing what a win can do. And I'll bring Simon and um, you in, Brady, in a second. I just yeah, what, what I'll do is I'll read some comments out and you guys can, can jump in and uh, and critique these, if you like. So. Uh, let's have a look through. So keep your guy, keep your comments coming in via YouTube. Uh, we'll try and read out as many as we can. Uh, and today we've got around about sixty-one people watching at the minute. So great stuff. So thanks for uh, joining us, uh, Stephen King. Apologies, just, yeah, for, apologies for most of it. This is how you work out how unprofessional we are and how much editing I have to do because. Uh, <laughs> because absolutely of... not out real <laughs> right. So Kieran Clark says huge victory with the situations at Sheffield Wednesday and Wigan. Uh, Alistair Harris says Dehaney needs a mention for being solid in the last two matches in tricky circumstances. Do you know what? I, I've been quite critical of D'Amico Dehaney over the last 12 months. I didn't think he was really up to it. Two games, two good performances. Well done uh, to D'Amico Dehaney on that one. Uh, and we've also got Gamer James. So one for you, Simon. Gamer James, best performance of the season? Uh, in patches, possibly. Um there's been quite a few highs and lows, kind of thinking about it, hasn't there? <clears throat> I'd say Bristol City at home, personally. I think that was a good performance from us. It was only 2-1, but I thought the performance that day was, was good. Yeah, I, th- I thought we started really well today. I think, obviously, kind of the build-up to the first goal is really good football. I thought there was probably a spell around kind of like the last 15, 20 minutes of the first half, really, where, where Birmingham and arguably a better team might have capitalised, actually. There's a couple of balls into the box from Pedersen, their left-back, which Jukovic got his head on, um, couple of yards he was had a loss or might have been a bit different mm-hmm. and then one with Scott Hogan as well which actually was offside but um, had he not been free header at the back post a better striker might have done a bit better but um, Balls into the box was definitely a weakness wasn't it? It was it was but but, but Birmingham set up that way as well and um, Yeah big side Jukovic is a good player he's far better than what we saw when he was 19 and asthmatic on loan and throwing his shirt at the <laughs> No, it can, it can move now which is good uh, I'll just read yeah, some I more just, out Sorry Matt I was just saying I think um, in the way that kind of at the weekend it was the worst time to concede after half time, it was almost the best time to score today as well. And um, I was still a little bit fearful. Kind of um, Birmingham obviously came from two behind against Hull at the weekend, but yeah, once we got that second, um, it was never really in doubt from that point. I think kind of a good performance, but to your point, really, don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, have another big game coming on Saturday. 100%. So Daniel Stevanato seems a little bit in disbelief as to what's happened. Yes, Dan, it definitely did happen. We won 3 0. Uh, Simon Lister says he's not going to get carried away, but that was definitely needed. Uh, Tom Slack says Cowell is out, lol, which is, we'll probably come on to in a little bit. Uh, and uh, can we still get in the playoffs, says Marty? It's amazing what a win does, isn't it, to the to the mood of Huddersfield fans? Because I think we're all it's walking, ridiculous, the, walking the gallows. Yeah, I've never week, known yeah. a more bipolar set of fans. <laughs> than the I know, we're as, bad, we're as bad on here. Do you know, like, after, <laughs> after Nottingham Forest, I think we're all a little bit. But Dale, Ma- Dale Marsden's watching. The misery. My, on, mate, my mate. Go on, Dale, lad. Uh, we, and he says, we look like we wanted to win from kickoff tonight. We've shown at times this season we can play and win convincingly, but we don't seem to want it every week. Great response, exactly what we needed. That's not one Dale. Dale. That's not Dale, is it? Yeah, Dale. <laughs> just, one, just one for you. If that Bellingham goes to Dortmund, how do you think he'll do? If you could type that, mate, I'd be interested in that because he showed a few sparks, but he never really got going tonight. Tell you what, Hog, Hoggy, absolutely. I thought Jonathan Hogg was, you know, he, he's been poor for me since David Wagner left Jonathan Hogg, but tonight I thought he really stepped up and. And he put himself around, and he really sort of physically dominated Jude Bellingham. I thought in the in the middle of the pitch, and 
fair play to Jonathan Hogg. He, he was everywhere today, and so was Lewis O'Brien. And those two set, you know, Fraser Campbell set the tempo up front. You know, he he's like a little a little chihuahua, isn't he? Chasing a stick. He's, he's such a, an angry striker. Uh, you know, and it's it's. Do you know what difference tempo. tonight? The, the the one big difference tonight for me, where we played like we give a shit, <laughs> and that's that's chalk and cheese. I mean, the the Wigan game, the, the less said about that, the better. Knox Forest, there were a few people happier with that. I, I still thought it was awful, to be honest. First 15 but, were all right, like the rest of it. I think yeah. the, the other thing, Neil, and you said it before we kind of started the pod, was kind of round pegs in, in round holes, really. We had a, an outside number nine who worked hard, who's kind of played yeah. that position all his life. We had Grant back on the left-hand side who looked dangerous with the ball at his feet, cutting in, moving forward. Pachunga, yes, perhaps doesn't offer the most creativity, yeah. but you know you're going to get there on the right-hand side, you get good work and with an inexperienced right back behind him, arguably needs that protection in front of him as well. And kind of Lewis O'Brien kind of played much more kind of in the middle of the park. I think it's worked as the, well. The, so. the biggest pluses for me is the fact that he, he, Smith Rowe came in and played the ten role, mm. played it really well. Looked, he, he looked, he looked a player tonight. Did Smith Rowe? Grant, Grant, better off on the left. We know that that's where his threat comes from. It's no coincidence that that's how we got the penalty with him cutting in from that side and getting move, chopped great down. Move, great, but that Matt, Matt, Tesla, you, Matt, Matt, you he, said he before. earlier than that and, and skied one. So Matt, Matt, you, know, you said Grant was poor. Matt, you said Grant was poor. Come on, mate. You, First 20 minutes, now. I thought it was good. On, After that, I thought Grant was poor. On the left, I thought his decision-making, especially in the defensive third, was, was really poor and he put us under pressure quite a lot. Uh, but it, wasn't, it just shows it wasn't a surprise you. when he got taken off after 65, to be honest. But, but for hours, it, it done damage then. But though, yeah, he scored a pen. He's, he's won the pen. First 20 minutes, he was uh, he had the bit between his teeth. He was he was really dangerous cutting in. He had a few shots. Uh, but it's it's to be fair, his, his strength isn't in the defensive third. But a couple of his decisions really put us under pressure at times. That that was nice, calm defending, wasn't it? For there for that first penalty for us, wasn't it? Just assessed it, it defended didn't he? and uh <laughs> Yeah, just, just like, you're like have it. it. Clean I'm it. on beach. Have it. Yeah, that that was a, such a great ball back, cut back from Toffolo as well. I thought it was a, it was an excellent ball, and Grant's taken it well, and and we 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 deserve that lead. Um, so Brady, we will come to you finally. So um, probably the most regular podcaster out of all of us now. You're you're everywhere, aren't you? So well, I feel um, like here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, a podcast how about you? How would you? Place, I it? know it's it's like a. You, At you least stayed on on Sunday when you lot had disappeared. Eh? Cheers, Brady. <laughs> Thanks, Cosby. I was in the post. He's the consistent um, one. Yeah, I uh, about the game. Well, I just we've talked about it before. Um, how the Cowboys just seem to wait for the first fifteen and then decide. Um, but I thought tonight, like you just saw from the start, like you know Campbell chasing Lee Camp, and he has to kind of you know hastily clear it out. And you know that first ten minutes, I thought we were fantastic, and it's you know Active, complete yeah. contrast to to Forest. Um, and yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just, you know, I think we we were, you know, half time. They had a couple of chances, and it was kind of like, like you say, like Neil touched on. Oh, you know, we were a bit on top there. We should have maybe tried to score another. Um, and then I think, in a way, it was almost like what happened to us against Forest happened to Birmingham. Obviously, we got the second pen. It was a pen. Um, Grant's was a bit, yeah, like uh, I think Glennon said on the commentary. Uh, Camp's going really early on both of them, and he nearly gets them both. Um, whereas when Grant scored his pen against Forest, he just you know concentrated and just smacked it. Um, and then obviously we scored straight away. And what, what amazed me was um, obviously great delivery from Toffler for the second and for the third for M- Mooney to knock it down. And they just 
kept giving fouls away in that position. I mean, I'm not complaining, you know, because that's where two of our goals were. It was strange. Were it seemed really weird, yeah. I mean, they, that ball that Toffolo knocked in for third goal for Mourier, I mean, Mourier's peeled off round back. It's a great header across, but I've got to say that their left-back Pedersen was Jason Davidson-Esquane. He mm. was absolutely awful tonight. He's, he's, yeah, he's genuinely one of the best-rated left-backs in the league as well, but today, uh, he threw tonight. it in today, yeah. Not tonight. He, he, I think he'd been down Bournemouth Beach at weekend and had a party, to be honest. Yeah, he, he was absolutely awful. Did Lee Camp look himself. like... Lee Camp, Neville Southall. I think he was... That was Neville Southall. Did you not think? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. He's not right, that big, okay. is he? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, I'll mute myself again. Cheers, guys. Lee Camp, Lee Camp yeah. He, you know, he feels like he's been around forever, does Lee Camp, doesn't he? I remember being linked Rock to him in 2004. He's, I'll uh, tell you what, though, guys. Let's be honest. It's great to get one over them, isn't it? I'm sorry if there's any Birmingham. No, I'm not. But, no, I but, yeah, mate, yeah. We, ate, we were getting it all out, weren't we? We were yeah. getting it all out. <laughs> Steady. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. Birmingham, Peter, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Peter Unlove. You never sold us Peter Unlove, and I'll always hate you for that. Obviously, Barry Fry on your pitch dancing. See you later. And then, yeah, obviously, Curtis Wood else. I think Darren yeah. Buck will have enjoyed that one tonight as well, won't he? So, Absolutely, uh, yeah, will, yeah. I think so. He'll, let's, he'll dive, fighting. let's dive back in. So, John Smith, um, one of my favourite tw- uh, Twitter f- uh, people, accounts, if you like. Uh, he, he says, gentlemen, we must be, bear in mind that town are on three game weeks for the rest of the season. So, squad rotation is going to be critical. No matter how good a performance, expect changes for fitness reasons, which is something good to bear in mind. And we saw Colin Kwana today, didn't we? Uh, Colin Kwana's Chef first. Cock. Yeah, Chef Cock. First appearance for quite a while. So if anyone wants to know why he's called Chef Cock, it's because he, he does all his cooking for Kachunga and it means best chef in German or something. But Dale Marsden's watching, he'll be able to tell us. So apparently it is him. It's real. So uh, there we go. So what about uh, what about the squad in general then? So we've seen a little bit. A little bit more today. We've seen Pritchard coming back in. Uh, we've seen yeah, uh, Colin Kwana, Kachunga. What were they doing? Pritchard, that finish. He just looked like it couldn't be asked when he come on. I've always stuck up for him, but I mean, his effort, it was like such a downgrade, wasn't it, when we lost Smith Rowe for Pritchard and that was, finish. Not at one point, I thought he'd score. Not at one point. Sorry it, it, was, it was all right, but that, that was poor, that. But it reminded me of sort of five minutes earlier when, when Grant had it in a similar position and he should have slipped Emil Smith-Rowe in and it was like almost like a carbon copy, wasn't it? The thing is, I know everybody wants to be happy tonight. We've won 3-0. It's a great result. We're happy with that. It's put a bit of breathing space in when we needed it on the back of the Wigan news. Um, But let's be honest about Pritchard. 10 million quid. We haven't seen anywhere near 10 million quid back, have we? We're lucky if we've seen 20 quid back. Done very little. He he has been... I'll be honest, you know, we were throwing money at players like that. And when we signed, I'm thinking, this lad's good, good player. Everything we'd seen everywhere else, it was an exciting signing. And he's been, I mean, we've made some bloody awful signings in the last couple of years. I mean, let's be fair, we've wasted some absolutely atrocious amounts of money. But Pritchard, arguably one of the most disappointing, an English, you know, an English player. I did some stats. Million, stat work. Um, I, was, I was having a chat with Stephen Chicken about him, uh, and I was just—I'm just like Pritchard. For me, I've, since we signed Pritchard, I've not been—I just thought he was the wrong type of number ten. You know, we had Izzy Brown and Palmer before, and I thought we needed that sort of more physical number ten. And for me, Pritchard never fit what we were about. You know, he couldn't set the tempo from the front, couldn't press, and he's—he wasn't quite powerful enough in a team where you need players to be able to hold the ball up and allow you know players to advance. But that aside, uh, he's not really done much. But I did some sort of a little bit of work and he's averaging around 10, 11 games per assist or goal, 
10, 11 appearances, and it's the same as Adama Diakabi. So, you know, for me, Pritchard is in that group. I think the difference for me is, speak for myself at least, kind of Adama Diakabe, Isaac Mbeze. I never heard of these guys before the signed. I had no real expectations. Um, yes, to kind of transfer fees, but my expectations were a lot less than what they were for Pritchard. Pritchard, I was excited. I kind of seen him at Brentford on loan. Obviously, I'd seen him kind of where he played previously, and, and I had really high hopes for him. But I think um, he's lived off that loan. Similar to yourself, he's been a complete letdown, hasn't he? Yeah, but Matt, Matt, you always. I mean, to be honest, what you said there, Simon, I, I did have high hopes for Diakabi and Benza, just purely the fact that between them they cost us twenty million quid, mm. and you should have high hopes for people who come in and that kind of brass. And what they've done, I, mean, I, don't, I don't want to go too off on a tangent on this. It's not the night for it, but no. <laughs> they've been dreadful, but absolute wasters, yeah. all three of them. Well, he's got a chance to make himself a hero. The last. Few games. The thing that the thing that pleased me though, Neil, and, and I watched Barnes' game last night and Luton at Leeds, and the biggest thing I noticed from them, they compared to what we were at Forest, they worked the socks off so hard. Everyone put a shift in; they really wanted it. And while well, Barnsley maybe got a bit lucky, by all accounts, can, Luton did the same with because they, they won yeah, at Swansea, didn't they? They did. But you the know, bit, so in space of three or four days, they've taken four points away at Swansea and Leeds, which but we were there. We, we, took, we took hidings at both. We were there tonight near his work rate, but I think the thing that's hard to work out for me, they were awful and didn't turn up. We put it in. I think we're only going to know on Saturday out because Alex Neal will send his boys, you know, then, and they'll be crunched there and do or die. Yeah, so it's hard to judge, but obviously we're happy. But the effort and the work rate were much better than Birmingham. But for what that is, we'll soon find out, I think. Throw in... um, Can I just come back on your question, mate? Sorry, because I think kind of someone asked about kind of the squad depth. Um, yep. and just give my two pennies. So um, I think in attacking options, we're quite blessed, actually, um, if we can get people fit. Um, Mounier, Campbell probably alternate quite a bit up top. The three behind, we've got we've got some options there. I think where I'm really concerned for is, is at the back. So um, listening to Augie tonight, he mentioned that Jaden Brown's out injured, and that's why he hasn't been included um, today. Obviously, we've got Stankovic as the, the one kind of centre-half who could kind of come in um, if Schindler or Stierman need a rest. Um, Romani and Wingreens isn't allowed given he was on loan at Swindon and then we know at right back we're a little bit short which is which is perhaps why I kind of gave Shalabar 10 minutes there um, just to see what he could do towards the back end of today's game but I do fear a little bit of all the games in short succession um, particularly for someone like Stearman who hasn't played a lot of football kind of prior, in the 18 months prior to joining us but then him, for him to then play as many games as he's going to need him to could, could kind of um, You see a shout for me game. there I get, I get, I get what you're saying on that, but a shout for me there is you've got an England under twenty one international sat on bench who plays centre half for England under twenty ones, so we've got a great backup there with Chalabar for me. So he, there's no reason why he can't come in and play that role. To be honest, he's flexible. He's flexible enough to play right back as well. Yeah. It's right back something I mentioned for for Trev before in in past in WhatsApp groups. Um, yeah, like, he's the one I'm surprised. I'm played more since we returned. To be fair, because. Well, he'll, he'll, before he'll the lockdown, before the games ended, um, he was arguably for four or five games probably our best, most, most consistent player in the lead up to. Should have scored at Leeds. Um, less said about that, the better. But in the lead up, yeah, you know, sort of four or five games, he was starting to yeah, playing play to hardly play at all. Playing Smith Rowe reinvigorated him, didn't it? Having someone in front of him to find in midfield really brought the best out of. Uh, Trev and there's definitely uh, definitely scope for him and and it'll play his part like uh, like like John Smith said there's going to be need for rotation yeah, and Trev will definitely be part of it and he's a decent player to bring in as well is uh, is Trev 
uh, as is uh, John Stankovic. But if we just go back to... Wow, wow, wow. Can we stop there? Right, Neil, I'm going to throw my first hand grenade there. So, Neil, you put a tweet out, and I agreed with you. John Stankovic, go on, you want to say it? 11 games a season... I think it's that's been, what he's averaged. I think the what, what were going on? People like the, the outpouring are. of outrage that he'd been allowed to go for me was just utter bollocks. If I'm being honest, you've got a lad who's played 11 games a season, and all of a sudden is Beckenbauer. Sorry, but no, I'm not having it. I think has, has I he got potential at his age? Of course he has. He's 25 but, next season, I think. People yeah, think but, he's a bit you know, younger than maybe than what he is. Somebody, somebody who's averaged 11 games a season, had a bad injury. You're not telling me that all these people were clamouring for Stankovic to get in team. Sorry, I'm not having it. I think it's and, the context though, Neil, isn't it? Because obviously we lost on Sunday, disappointing. You've got the the club is joining announcing it, town aren't saying anything about it. And I that, agree. That's been explained though, to be fair. They jumped, no, no, yeah, they jumped the gun. Um, um, I, been, at the time, and I think as well, like obviously he before Stearman came in, I thought he was playing quite well. Yes, he's not played a lot, but I did think he put in some good performances um, and, and some shockers. If we're being honest, shockers, yeah. I mean, who hasn't this season? But um, so I, I could see why people were a bit. I, I agree. Like when you look at it, eleven games a season, but I could see why people are like. Well, I, I thought a lot of people. If I'm being honest about it, I thought a lot of people were using it more as something to beat the club with again on the back of another bad, horrible defeat. Mm-hmm. I would have stuck a bit like I can remember times over the last few years when the team's popped up at 2 o'clock before you go in ground, you've seen team pop up, Stankovic, and literally outrage across Twitter. How come Stankovic is starting too slow, too soft, too this, too that? All of a sudden, Stankovic is the bloody saviour. He's off to Sturm Graz in Austrian yeah. league. He's scored, fair, at Etihad. he's scored at the Etihad, Neil. He's scored at the Etihad, mate. And that's why he got Brilliant, his Brilliant, yeah. Only, only problem is, they were a defender and we let six in. So, <laughs> you know. Ben Hammer time, wasn't it? I think my, my opinion of Stankovic is it feels like a, a missed opportunity, but it's not one the Cowleys have missed. Because no. I, I think he came in with a with that tag, didn't he, but where we were at the Millbridge Club and David Wagner was asked, you know, if you could bring in three players, a defender, midfielder, striker, who would you like to and bring he, in? He was first one in the end, and he it? was the defender. He said he'd bring in, and everyone's like, who's Stankovic? Is he that guy that played for Croatia or something? And, and, and it's like, no, it's John Goran Stankovic. And we managed to get him in. And when he first came in, he was definitely raw, let's say. He was definitely needed to adapt to the game. But that injury, at that point when he got that injury, that's the point when he needed to go out on loan, uh, maybe get battered yeah. a little bit, you know, sort of toughen up. Because when he's come into the side, and we've not been able to give him the the run, there are certain games whereby he's been destroyed. You know, Sam Vokes for Stoke destroyed yeah. him on New Year's Day, absolutely ruined him. He got ruined. Wilt shot, mate. Wilt shot that. that that's, he never that's, got that's going a, after that's that. years ago, that, mate, but I'm talking recent, nice lad. recently. Um, L- he's, lovely lad. Decent physically, footballer. You have, to, you have to kind of question physically whether Stankovic can play at this level. Mm. I think the the boat's probably gone in terms of his development a couple of years ago when we should have, when we could have loaned him out, Agreed. but... Uh, I think yeah. sort of he's probably a bit too nice. I think he'll do really well in Europe. He's a good football. He's a brilliant footballer, ball at feet. But he's a he, good footballer, no doubt about it. In England, I think he struggles for me. Yeah. I, I, I think he came with lots of potential, and he leaves with lots of potential, mm, but he's yeah, never lived up to that during his yeah, time at Town. I agree with everything that's been said. The one thing I think that's perhaps either maybe worked against him slightly is he had a period in 
central midfield, didn't he? Kind of playing at the bottom of that diamond. Almost, I think it was kind of Dan Sievert's tenure a little bit. Um, was it the kind of the, the shield, the Slovakian shield, the Slovenian shield? I was getting it wrong, wrong way around. Kind of, um, he went by uh, for a little while. And it, it, I think a lot of people were never quite sure is he centre half or is he as or is he a defensive midfielder? And I think I, I he'd been able to hold down one position, then maybe we'd have seen a bit more of him. But 11 games a season average says it all. So mm. the outpouring of, oh my God, they can't believe they're letting him go. And let's be let's be fair, Sturmgratz announcing it. If we were signing somebody, he'd be more annoyed if the selling club announced it first. Oh yeah, no, and I, I agree with you on that. I think it's just, obviously, the club comes out and cl- clarifies it after. And I mean, you know, for me, you know, Stearman before lockdown, deserve to go ahead of Stankovic. I think Stankovic and Schindler are both ball playing centre backs and they're, they're yeah. kind of similar. I mean, let's have it right. right. I'm not my, my, oh, no, my, no, my not. thoughts on Stankovic leaving, that doesn't all of a sudden mean that I think that the centre halves that we've got now are playing particularly well and we should no, be keeping them. I wanted to ask but you guys that. I, over over the course of it I just don't see it. How worried are you with crosses and, and I every town game at the moment, crosses are just coming in all the time. There's no That's one blocking worried. anything. And then and hi, they won every single edit today. I thought in a box, it's so scary. I mean, it's, I think David Nugent led the line for Preston, and that's I don't know where they will on Saturday, but it's such an Achilles' heel, isn't it? Jaden Stockley plays for them, doesn't he? I don't, he had COVID, I think, so I don't know if he's if he's back, but he ruined us at Preston. Uh, yeah, yeah. Djokovic is a good striker at this level, and he, we struggled. I thought we we panned Schindler a little bit, didn't we, on on Sunday? But I thought Schindler had a great, uh, well, not great, but a very good game today. Uh, I thought Steeman played, played well as well, and Schindler was was good in the air today. He, he kind of went front, and he he's, what he's good at is nipping in front of people and winning it and winning the ball. I thought Schindler had a good game today, which is great to see. And it was good to see uh, Danny Cowley say a number of the senior players had been, you know, that had a meeting in the changing room, and Schindler had stood up and 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 tried to get people going again. Steeman, Lossell, etc. And it's good to see Schindler sort of back that up with a good performance as well. Matt, why don't we block crosses though? Why why do we not? It's my pet hating foot. I know wingbacks do a different job to what they did 20 years ago, Mally Brown, but why does every single team we play against get an easy crossing week in, week out? I can't answer that. Come <laughs> um, yeah, on, Matt. I, I, yeah, pff, sorry. Um, if you're listening, Danny Cowley, just dial him, we'll have you. <laughs> yeah, just, um, yeah, so uh, D'Amico Dehaney, obviously a very raw uh, right back, I think. I think he's done well, like I said previously, he's done well first two games. He's probably not quite as quick and quite as confident to get out to people. So I think he, he kind of hangs back in that block of four a little bit. Uh, he, I think he'll get there. Uh, Toffolo was better today than it was against Nottingham Forest. A lot of a lot yeah. of balls came in against Nottingham Forest. I thought Toffolo had a good game today. Uh, if it's deep, uh, the wingers, Grant, not so great, sort of uh, tracking back and doing the defensive work. And Willock hasn't been great either in doing that. But Kachunga made a difference today. I know he's not, he's, he's scored a goal. And there's a couple of questions coming in as to whether we'd we'd keep the guy. Uh, great to see him score. Absolutely love the guy. And he, he does a lot of good work. And he, he, will, he will track Pedersen. Like I said, Pedersen's one of the best fullbacks, or supposed to be one of the best fullbacks in this league. And today's not done a lot because Kachunga's worked hard today. He might not have had the silky skills like a winger would, but Kachunga's really put everything on the line today, and he's not played for a long time. And I, th- I think he it's what we need. Credit, yeah. It's like it's like I said at weekend. All, all, all we ask is that they look like they give a shit. Mm. To be being brutally honest about it, and he we does. Need, he we need to watch, does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, we need to watch a team that puts that shirt on and cares and goes out and plays like they care. If they go out tonight. And all have a go, give it everything, and we get beat by a better team. 
I think pretty much all Huddersfield Town fans are at a high percentage of that accept that. But you can't accept the first two performances because they want that in it. Whereas tonight they've given us that and it's and it's paid off with a good result. Definitely, and I I want to um I want to touch on Kachunga as well because my uh, my friends always tease me for me being too harsh on him. But I thought he played well tonight. I don't think Willock's really um done much since he's come back and. Like you say, Matt, like Chufty got his goal. And I think Dehaney, yes, Cosy was saying about blocking blocking crosses, but um I thought Dehaney, you know, did did well. I, I mean early on when uh, he had two players on him and he managed to win a free kick and yeah, it was same with Simpson though at Leeds. It's it's not Duane, I'm not picking on him. It's, oh no, no, I know. Simpson's legs are gone though, aren't they? Yeah, I think um like you say, Dehaney's played first two games well, first these two games he's played, you know. I think he's played all right, and um, you know, hopefully that Simpson and his contract ending isn't going to be as a big a deal as I suppose some of us thought it might be. So. Munier is big for us, isn't he? I mean, how good Huge. would it him come fan. off? Big fan what? of Steve Munier. Me, me and Neil were saying, would you know? Because I, I never thought he'd see this season in. Never mind out, and then next season, I want him to stay. Can I, I, we afford I love, him? I love the guy. I mean, I think he's. I I I keep saying this every week, but I don't think the Cowleys get the best out of him. I think he can do more than what they think he can do. Um, Absolutely. I think, I think he maybe. I think I don't know if I'm maybe stepping out of turn a bit, but I think Munier is quite uh, bulky. You know, he's quite muscular. So I think when when somebody's like, like that, yourself, Matt. But yeah, you know, but uh, you know, sort of in um, in short bursts, he's good. You know, in short, you know, he's really strong in short bursts. Good in the air, strong. Uh, maybe he needs to lean out a little bit and become a bit more uh, fitter, so he can run more and do maybe what Campbell does. And if he can do that, is there a better striker in this league? Maybe. Thing is, you don't want to. You can't reinvent players either when they get to a certain age. But you, you can, if you play to his strengths in his role. There's not many better in this league. He's got the potential to do in this league what Mitrovic does at Fulham. Mm-hmm. Go on board teams and score plenty of goals. I'm a big fan, mate. 100%. You guys. He's, only, he's only really started scoring the second half of the season. I think he's got eight now, I think they said tonight. Yeah. Um, so he that, could probably that, finish in double figures. It's his stuff as well, sign it. It's, you know, he's coming off that bench and getting one on, getting one on, getting taken off. So he's not actually playing many full 90s either. The so one his goals, goals per games in that run were really, really strong. So he's, the, the Birmingham hopefully we'll see a lot more of him between now and now and end of the season. I hope so. The Birmingham TV commentators were quite waxing lyrical off our bench. What the deal? They were like, yeah. quality, yeah, look at compared to ours. They were purring about the strength in depth that we're Yeah, they were. And we we're looking like... thinking, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, 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 yeah, job done. But, yeah, it was definitely a penalty, wasn't it, on, with Schindler and that as well. Even, like, Jeff Kenner was saying, like, proper unbiased opinion, really. But, yeah. It was, but you don't, you don't see many of them given. No, I agree, yeah. And, and, and I think you said right at the top, Neil, kind of, Hats off to the referee for for awarding it without VAR, etc. And um, yeah, for me, he got that one spot on. Just, yeah, laugh, just laughing at Andy Shooter on here because he's saying that you need a sheepskin coat. That's, that's maybe <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what, guys, what about Wigan today? That one a bit of a. I'm talking about Angry Nade earlier. Oof, who would have, have thought that coming? I couldn't believe it when we had that. Can I be, honest, can I be honest on this one? I'm going to be honest. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. 
That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Cosy, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On this one out of Coach, are you going to say way. who gives a... Out you? <laughs> do, do you know what? The, the fact that their owners have been there a month, the new owners, and they're now going to administration is an absolute disgrace. The fact that you've got... I mean, how, how can this EFL... The English Football League, they, they go through this so-called fit and proper test. What a complete load of utter bollocks that is. How, how, how can they, a month ago, pass a fit and proper test to take over a football club in the Championship in England? That's in the middle and of And a COVID month later, well, they're going into administration. You can't blame that on they COVID. can't blame COVID. It's been going yeah. on before the last month. Mm. So, they've got... Yeah. But how, the, the AFL, when they're assessing these things... How can that get passed? How, how does that... You're not telling me that they didn't know that in three months' time they're going to run out of money, they got to go out of administration. What a load of bollocks. The fit and proper's test is not worth the paper it's written on. Well, yeah. And the people who need fit and proper testing are the people who do the fit and proper test. Because the fact that Wigan have started off like house on fire, three good wins on trot, playing really well, and now there's going to be people losing jobs... I mean, I saw, I'll be honest with you, I saw some town fans really happy today that, oh, that's on the plate's going to be taken in bottom three. That's not the way to stay up. I'm sorry, but that, that is just not, it's not a good day to see any football team going up administration. Because think... behind that, there's people like ticket office staff, mm. stewards, yeah. where people who work behind the scenes. and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's all these people whose jobs are now at risk because but... of some incompetent pillocks at the EFL passing these so-called new owners they should be booted out of football the fit and proper people should be booted out but it should be done properly and it, I'm sorry but I think it's just an absolute disgrace that this has happened so it's the club and the fans isn't it that pay the, yeah. pay the biggest price that's that's yeah. that's the shame about do you think there's something in the timing guys on this or not or do you think yeah, I'm reading maybe too much into it it's almost like 12 points before we could still do it or do you think no it's hard to tell isn't it unless you suppose you know everything what was that? Uh, do I think there's anything in the timing? Yeah, um, the timing. Not really. No. Do you think no, they're I'm trying to go of... into admin now so they don't next season? Is that what you're trying to say? Or? Well, I'd well I mean, there's, there's, there's two ways they're doing it, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So if they finish in the bottom three, they'll get minus 12 foot start of next season. Yeah. And if they, if they finish outside the bottom three, they'll, they'll get 12 three. knocked off after the last game. So they basically need to finish 13 points above fourth bottom. Yeah, but it's it's. I mean, I've said, I've said it all already. I just I just think it's an absolute disgrace that it gets to this stage within a month of new owners. I mean, that's it's just not right. That's, it's that's, just not right. No, Matt, what are people saying out there? Uh, let's have a look at what people are saying uh, about. Probably what mate has shut up. <laughs> In fact, someone did actually say, "Do you ever stop moaning, Neil?" But I can't, I can't find that now. <laughs> Kia, someone or other. 
Ikea oven done or something. I'm sure it was meant to be. M. Shaw novel. No, I think that's the prototype you're looking at. Yeah. No, that was probably me, yeah. Uh, right, let's have a look at your comments. Um, I'm joking now. No, there's not a lot coming through about about that. It's mostly about... Um, oh, here we go. James Magnuson agreed. Wigan fan myself. EFL is shocking. Owners pulled the plug with money and left us in a mess. Uh, going to be more clubs, not just us, to look at Charlton, etc. And... And Phil Hodgkinson predicted this, and Phil Hodgkinson was rather disappointed with the response, wasn't he, from other football clubs? I think some of them were were on it, but I think I think the response from a couple of teams at the top of the league was, "Well, what does this matter? We're going to the Premier League." And I think that was a disappointing uh, response, yeah. wasn't it, from probably a club not too far from here? But um, yeah, he he predicted this. He's he wasn't daft. He saw that coming, and uh, I think the fruit of what. Well, not really fruit, is it? But I think the the what what Phil has said is uh, is now sort of coming to pass, if you like. And there will be more clubs struggling, and uh, it's not really what we want to see, is it? But I don't really know what the answer is, to be honest. Mate. You said well, I mentioned to Cosy earlier. I'm over it watching game. All yeah, the best, James, as well for your game. club. I think you've got the the problem that hasn't been really mentioned that much is <clears throat> say we go down this season. Into next season, if there's still no fans letting the grounds, how how do League One and Two start? Because people okay. people aren't going to buy a season ticket for something they can't watch. These clubs rely rely on that income. The transfer market will just fall through the floor. That won't happen. People rely on buying and selling players. How do League One and Two start? We've already seen there's going to be thousands of players available as well who yeah. won't get so jobs where, essentially. But when, when, when Phil said that there might be 50, 60 clubs go. I think that were a little bit high, if I'm honest. But I think Wigan is just the start because as soon as you go into that, are we going to have a league? If we go down, is there going to be a league for us to play in at start of next season? I think the worrying thing, Neil, is what we would... You said to me, just the off-the-cuff comment, when do you think some will ever get back into a stadium? I mean, you hear about these breakouts. We're in Bradford, could be locked down. Leicester is... The COVID seems to be kind of back in groups. It's it's scary. People need to stop acting like twats, and we'll be back quicker than what. Yeah, it's as simple as well, that. Well, being honest, guys, I'm sorry. In before Christmas, at the moment, it seems a pipe dream to me. Where they might let scary. they might scary. let a handful in. I think did the trial it somewhere where they had people sort of spread out. Denmark, um, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Um, maybe they'll do that. Maybe people who've bought maybe they'll free season tickets, and what we sold a couple of thousand, and maybe they'll say, look. You guys come in first. You've you've paid your season ticket. I don't know. I'm only See, for me, in that situation, there's absolutely no way that I'd be stepping foot inside a football ground at a minute or anywhere else with... I mean, the, the pubs at weekend, whatever anybody's thoughts on it, I, we've all got our own opinions on this, no, but no. when you've been shielding for 14, 15 weeks, there's absolutely... The cat in hell's chance that I'm stepping foot inside a pub. I'm going to see how it goes first and then... <laughs> yeah. Not, not yeah. interested at the minute, but I'm... I'm, 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 not a, I'm not a pub guy anyway. <coughs> I'm just going back to what um, Neil said, sorry, about like Wigan. and I, I think the thing that's really concerning as well is, you know, how obviously this, this pandemic is awful and, you know, it's unprecedented. But I think it's really worrying how, you know, what was it, two, three months of no football and how many clubs are going to be an issue. I mean, you know, obviously talk about ownership as well, like look at Charlton and how much trouble they're in. I think it is, it is really worrying that you know three months without football you know and suddenly so many clubs are going to be in trouble mm, well, trouble so let me just into can i just jump in actually because there's some good there's a good message or two coming through and one of them's yeah. from kieran clark which says uh, I, I i haven't been able to verify this but he says sheffield wednesday haven't paid players in full last month uh highlights yeah, the issue so sheffield wednesday could be facing two 
two whammies there, administration and financial fair play. So that could be an interesting watch. Um, Dale Marsden, uh, he says, in the Netherlands, fans are allowed back as of the 1st of September. Uh, 1.5 metre rule, no singing or cheering goals, which goes against everything <laughs> fans are... Uh, be all right, all right, all right, be no problem for us. <laughs> be, be all right for the opposition, but... I don't know. Where's it's, the fun in that? that that's, not, that's not going to football, is it? No, no, it'd be like watching it a silent movie, isn't it? But no, that's, Righty. But there we go. Uh, yeah, so a result tonight, West Brom have beaten Sheffield Wednesday 3-0, so they're um, in a little bit of Maya, possibly, Sheffield Wednesday. And, and you don't really wish that on anybody, but I, 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 they, I, are, I, they are I, a bunch I, of whoppers. Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> Sheffield <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I want teams work administration now. Nah, I don't like to say that. Just, no, uh, no, no. It's not in football, is it? No, because it's, it's, not, it's, not it's not just the football team that suffers, is it? That's the, no. That's the but thing is, the, the, the players still get paid, don't they? That, that's, that's the thing with it, isn't it? You know, the players who earn God knows how much still get paid. Yeah, and it's the staff a... behind the scenes who work their nuts off all, all year behind the scenes and get no credit for it who end up jobless, which is just wrong, isn't it? A bit of yeah. a side issue, guys. I didn't know this until you said, Matt, but the stadium, obviously there's a lot of crowds knocking about and stuff like that. Our stadium were bare, but you told me, I didn't know this, that the club had wanted to get the balance out, but kind of... Yeah, so I, I've got this from so. Ollie Fisher, so if this is wrong, you can blame Ollie Fisher. Um, <laughs> but he, I asked him, I said, well, how come you guys haven't got Flags up there, and uh, he said uh, that the cowshed law wanted to make a, a stance that football without fans is um, isn't worth isn't worth the time. Essentially, I, I can't remember the exact phrase, but yeah. So the cowshed law didn't want to put stuff out, and I understand the the stance, but it's I not. Think it's it's a not fair point, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's just the the only thing is that I said to him is that it's not really football's fault why why this has happened, but I understand the the. Um, how are you? How are you guys finding it? Just with the kind of watching, you've watched two or three games. Obviously, I watch every single league and under the sun and what have you. But so I was kind of used to it. How are you finding it? Watching it on iFollow, not in the grounds, feeling detached from it. All? How are Awful. you guys feeling? I'm yeah, Oggy. Oggy. I, I think Oggy's a brilliant commentator, and I've seen I've seen some heat for him, which is surprising. You know, on on a few things. I I really like Oggy's commentary, and uh, but it makes me nervous. You know, if we watch, if we're listening to it, I can't listen to Oggy because he just. The way he explains things is really good, but I always feel like we're we're under the cosh or something. But um, so yeah, I, I don't know why, but I always feel more nervous watching on TV or listening than I am in the ground. So uh, for for me, it's uh, I prefer to be in the ground. I'm a bit more relaxed and chilled out. To be honest, I've, I've only watched I've watched our games, <clears throat> but other than our games, I've watched um, Norwich and Southampton because it came up on that Pick channel randomly. Pick channel. Yeah, pick. Oh, pick. There's a channel called Pick, and they're showing it. They're basically showing Sky Sports. Okay. Yeah. So I saw Norwich Southampton on that. I watched half of another game, but other than that, I haven't watched it because it's just. I watched Wigan. It's like watching I a training. I watched the training game. I, just, I can't get. It's not for me. Yeah, I, yeah. Watched, I watched Wigan, and Wigan were excellent last night. It's a, it's a shame for them what's happening. But the the, the, the Naismith for Wigan Scott, the third goal's worth watching for. Uh, it just takes it just takes away everything about watching it though, because there's no attachment to it. There's no crowd noise to make you sit yeah. up. On, no, you know, it's just, it's not. It's just not. There's no right. edge. Is there? There's no edge. There's no. No. It just, Neil, do you think Birmingham no. try hard? Are we crowded there today? Or not? I know the the most cr- noisiest anyway. There, a lot of empty seats. But do you think Birmingham lads give a bit more with the? People in the stadiums. I think there must I think the be. result. The results for the away team show that surely there must be absolutely there must be well, yeah. something in that. But there's but, also they take away a lot of the comforts as well, don't they? So uh, you, there's only like certain amounts of players. You know, like groups are allowed to train at the same time. So all your home comforts are, are taken away. So 
Um, I think there's a bit more to it than just the crowds, but I think the crowds definitely make a difference, especially if the, uh, especially if the noise. I would imagine. Yeah, the jinx breaks today. What were it? Twelve degrees. Like cricket, you'll be buzzing, cause <laughs> like Scarborough again, isn't it? Yeah, we're on its way back. You see yeah. stuff like that. I get the drinks break. I get the fact. I get. I get why they do it. But when weather's cotton jeans weather, I'm sorry, but do they need to bring the drinks break halfway through half? Just rules, aren't they? It still feels very pre-season, doesn't it? Kind of the drinks we're breaks, not, the five substitutions. Season, like we've played the rest of it, are we? Who's no, going down, you lad? 30 odd games and last nine, you, you're playing essentially four quarters, not two halves. Who's going down so now? You're in the four quarters, you can have five subs. The timing of the subs doesn't matter if you do it at half time or in one at drinks breaks. It, yeah. It's just all. It don't it don't marry up with the rest of the season, which makes it a bit of a mockery, to be honest. With before me. we before we jump in on that, cause I'll just read out jo- Joseph, Joseph McGregor, who says, for people who are used to watching on TV, he, he lives in Texas. Does uh, does Joe? He says it's actually just fine. He watches all his town games online, so nothing has changed. So thanks for that, Joe. Uh, other people are, are kind of saying that so. time I get over from <laughs> Yeah, no, it came over. I think friends are back now, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Get yourself over, Joe, the king of barbecue. So and um, bring some steaks with you. That's what that's what it's all about. And Thomas Bradshaw says the management of this virus has been as bad as Jan Zivert's management of town. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Tom Slack says, let me just check this one. Saw Oggy buying a stack like of that. magazines when working at Sainsbury's and had to go verify the age on the self-scan. I don't know what... Oh, it says football magazines, thankfully. So, <laughs> so that, I had to quickly scan ahead there quickly. Uh, but yeah, um, two, before you jump into that, we've got two other things that we'll come to as well. So you guys in the... Uh, messages let us know what you thought of the the Danny Cowley um Danny Cowley out thing that came out uh came out a couple of days ago that Danny Cowley's gonna be sacked obviously nonsense and uh Mark Devlin's uh interview as well on YouTube so let us know what you think about that and after Cozzy's uh, made his uh, relegation prediction we'll we'll get round to that well we'll come to Devlin first because I think uh you don't, I, wanna, I, don't wanna know who's going down or you need more time yeah, to we'll think come, about we'll it finish, we could finish that positive because I'm gonna have sales but the Devlin thing was odd I just couldn't get the timing of it. I felt, you know, I get the club must look and think, right, we need to galvanise everyone. But I'm sorry, a guy who's just come in, I, maybe he meant good intentions, but I just thought it were a, I thought it were very poor from the club to do what he did. It, it very patronising, I thought. I was really disappointed with what were brought out. and Some cracking shrubbery it, in the background, I'll give him that. You know, yeah, some, if it was it, meant it to... Was, it was... Um, sat in his greenhouse. It was tactless for me. I, I just didn't agree with it. I think a new guy coming in wants to, you know, stamp his authority, etc., etc. But it felt very much like it were a pop at fans. And over the last two years, I mean, I, I tweeted something out. I watched it at about two o'clock this morning and tweeted something out because I was banging. A few beers. And, uh, no? no, no, just <laughs> not, no, <laughs> not, not, not at all. Cup of tea. Yeah. Um, Strong caffeine. But, to to to, re- to read that, and then just sit and think about the last two years that we've had as fans, we've seen, you know, not enough wins, not enough effort, not enough passion, not enough desire, poor structure, you name it. It's been as a fan to watch, the last two years has been horrible, and there's no getting away from that. It's been awful, so. To still be rocking in and getting twenty thousand, and still backing the team like everybody has, or pretty much everybody has, 
it, I, I, just, I thought it was a bit disrespectful, if I'm being honest, that there was something sort of aimed at, you know, get behind us, this and other. No, it's up to now. We, we can't do it anyway. We can't do anything. We, we, you know, we are irrelevant at this moment in time other than what we can type on social media. Mm. And I think I think you were aiming it more at pe- maybe maybe people who are on social media more than about stuff. But that's the only outlet people have got. We've just witnessed two horrendous performances that's shown us nothing. We've dropped in at bottom three. You couldn't see a way out. There's all sorts going off off pitch. And for him to come out and sort of aim it, and it, it just felt very cr- critical of fans, but not for me. I just thought it was Ill, ill-timed, ill-thought-out, and it's not the thing that should be going out on social media at the moment from the club. Um, I'm not sure I'll There's a few yeah. things Brady said in there which were stranger and I, I to be honest I, I listened to it and I just kind of thought it was all right I didn't really take a lot of it in I'll be I listened to it late um and then at the end it was kind of a but please don't tweet mean things kind of thing at the end but in in the middle of it uh there's a few things were strange in terms of he said that uh the long-term aspect of the the long-term goal is to run the club professionally and I was like well shouldn't that be like an immediate concern <laughs> and uh well, you just assume that that's been done already. Yeah, exactly. So to, for, as a long-term goal, it was like, okay, so <laughs> interesting. Um, but yeah, for me, it didn't really allay anything. I, I understand he had a goal, but it, it just showed how much maybe that they miss somebody like Sean Jarvis, who is so in tune with the fans and can just kind of absorb that feeling. The thing is, um, what he's done there, that, that's not the way somebody new to come and connect with fans either, for me. No. You need, you, you know, know, it's difficult. It's not, it's not the way to come and connect, especially when they can't connect with us at all at the moment because we're not there on a Saturday or a Wednesday or a Tuesday yeah, or whatever. Say, that's the difficult one because usually yeah. you get a Q&A and they'd be there and you yeah. meet people and they'd be like, oh, right, lads. And, uh, yeah, so move on, if but... you're watching, Mark, I'm sure you'll hear about this anyway. We do come like on you. Here. We do like come, you. Come on in and have a chat. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on here and, and tell us your thoughts and, you know, by all means, disagree with us because that's what it's all about, isn't it? We're not all, we're not right. all tuned in same and if we all agreed on everything, it, it just wouldn't it'd be boring, wouldn't it? I agree. I mean, I'm close friends with a kind of Brentford guy who does a similar thing to us, and he was saying he's a fantastic with the fans, great communicator. So I kind of had high hopes when I first play, and I just thought, no. So, I mean, obviously, it's early days. Well, it's that's good that they've said that, though, isn't it, that he, that he does communicate well. So hopefully they'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see that soon. And uh, if he fancies hopefully. communicating well with us, you know, there's always an open door for I, think, I can understand why the club did it, but... Like, given how we played in those first two games, like, we just want to, you know, the only thing that's going to get the fans on side is if we put in a shift like we did tonight and, you know, start looking the mood, like... Yeah. The, mood is di- the mood is dictated by what's happening on the pitch, 100%. Down to play, I, I, I put it in my tweet that, to him last night. It's down to players and, and Cowleys. Mm. It's purely down to them now. We, we, we can't affect anything sat on his keyboards and sat on his phones in his hand. It's purely down to them guys to get out there and, and show us that they do give a shit and luckily tonight they played like they cared and that's yes. as a fan that's all we want that's all we want we could have lost 3-0 tonight for me but if you've played and had a go and all played like you care it's a lot more acceptable than getting tickled by Wigan and Forest like we have been so we'll move on to Danny Cowley shall we um, and, and those reports that came out suggested that he wasn't going to be in the dugout uh, today um, I think too many fans took this as, as gospel and it came from a bit of a a shithouse website, didn't it? That doesn't really have much of a track record of, of a lot with us. Um, and uh, so there's a couple of things coming through on YouTube via the chat. We've got um, 
Thomas Bradshaw says, how many times do these types of sacking rumours come out when the club say it's nonsense and then two days later they're actually sacked? But uh, he didn't think it would happen, but he was a tad worried. Um, Colin Franchak says, do you think Wagner will survive the chop at Schalke? But if I was Wagner, I think I would walk out considering what's going on, what's gone on behind the scenes there for the last few months. Uh, mm -hmm. If the Callers have been in charge from the first game of the season and achieved the same PPG they uh, have since joining, then we'd be well safe now. Getting sacked, proper paper talk. Uh, and Thomas Bradshaw just says about Devlin trying to make a point, uh, trying to make a mark early uh, on, isn't and say trying to make a mark early on, isn't he? And get his face out there, get him time to settle in. I think he'll be okay. So he seems experienced to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, and and I have no issue with that. I have no issue with that. But just yeah. late fun out of it a minute. Yeah. So let's move on to the the Cali uh, thing. I think this will be quite quick. Simon, you haven't spoke for a while. What what, what did you think when you saw that? Uh, didn't believe it to be honest um, for a number of reasons one I think he's done uh, a good job in the circumstances not a perfect job but, but a good job um, and the club has backed him um, in the January transfer window with kind of various recruits etc also kind of with everything that's going on one lens on things will be that it would cost the club a hell of a lot of money to kind of um, terminate kind of both Danny and Nicky's deals this, this early on um, and I couldn't see an obvious candidate to come in um, in the short term and, and fix things really. So didn't see much truth in it. Um, I think kind of it's yeah, so one of those vicious rumours that uh, probably a bit of poor journalism just jumps on the back of and, and, and kind of the world moves on. Let's be fair. They've seen his first two results. They've seen a bit in the papers about the Danny Simpson saga and they've got a bit of space to fill in a crap website and they've just typed a really naff article that could have been any team, any manager... It'll have been there in print. Add that in, add that in, job done. Absolute mm -hmm. waste of space. You're going to give him yeah. some quotes for the website there, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pack it in, leave, resign, retire, done. Cosy, what about you? What did you think to um, to seeing it? Uh, for me, I just saw it and I just went, bollocks, and then scrolled past. But I think, yeah, I, think I must admit, I yeah, I must admit, I didn't think as much bollocks as you guys because I saw what Neil Warnock, I just wondered whether. You know, we don't want to go down. It's getting desperate, etc. So I didn't think it were the wildest kind of article I've ever read and that as well. And mm. you know what, guys? If if we'd have got beat tonight, you know, but then he is Phil's man and he's before COVID, apart from Leeds, things were heading in the right direction. But I didn't think it wouldn't have surprised me that much, to be honest with you, because for football, can you be surprised? I, I don't think you can be surprised by anything in football. But that article was bollocks. Mm. But who, who's out there though? That was the other thing. It was like if the Cowlers go, Neil, Neil Warnock's gone to Bury. Who are you going to get? Jonathan Woodgate. And it's like, yeah. there's always somebody about in that last football, and then it's always another one. Isn't if there? there's money, yeah. If there's money tomorrow, guys. Whole v Middlesbrough. That is absolutely ouch. Borough win that. Borough win that as well. This yeah. ties onto your, I think, your relegation predictions, Cosy. Are you dying to get into those? Are you to finish the? Uh, finish the show with yeah I wouldn't have been doing that if we had a one but no it's uh, John Smith obviously... says I think Blake the Snake Welton wrote that article so <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem is it's just the unknown at the moment isn't it because Wednesday Wigan is that obviously they've confirmed it pretty much 12 Wednesday I mean if anyone's got the table I've got it on my phone Wednesday could look. be 24 it could be yeah. 22, 22 if, if it yeah. goes badly for them that'd be the it. thing on Luton look absolutely dead They've got Jones back in. You know, that went, with the fans weren't too happy with that because obviously left them. 
But he's come in and they didn't look a team to me that were going down anytime soon last night. Barnsley got away with it a bit, but again, their energy, I, I really wouldn't want to call it. Decent the good thing with us, got there, Barnsley. Decent manager, I think. we've got Wednesday away and Reading away, they've got nothing to play for, and hopefully they'll kind of do the Birmingham mantra, but the home games for us are tough, but then West Brom will they be arsed, they might not, they might be open, they might not be open. It's so hard to predict, but it's, it's wall, just such a battle. That, that yeah. If Millwall are out of the top six, can't get in. Hull look, Hull very big trouble out. They've got to win tomorrow, aren't they? Or at least get not yeah, a win. Hull really. you know for me, uh, kind of, I think, are ones that will struggle. Um, and I think Stoke as well. I think Cosy put it on our WhatsApp group. They kind of the um, the fixture list at Stoke have got between now and the end of the season. And Everybody looks at Stoke games. and just you look at Stoke and the players, and everyone just goes, "Nah, they're not going down." But I watched. It's them. really I, odd, isn't it? I, I mean, did watch them but, when I watched them last night. At Wigan and Stoke. They as soon as that first Wigan goal went in. That was it. Stoke were done, and very similar but to. But when, 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 when we played them at around Christmas time, on it, they were superb, and, we, and we were two one up. And you're thinking, this is, but we shouldn't it, have been. It, it, it was an exciting game, wasn't it? And then yeah. all of a sudden, we're five two down, and you're thinking, <laughs> I tell you what, it does show, guys. I hope that, that squad should not be anywhere near at bottom three. I, I think I predicted them to finish sixth this year, and I think I predicted them top six as on, well. On paper, they should be, but obviously, it doesn't. I tell you what, it does show, guys. And no, Darren no, no. no, McCantley and that points per game is absolute bollocks because Charlton were done, Barnsley were done, Luton were done, Uddersfield were safe. Points per game, all along. I said that all along. points per game was bollocks, and I think that's it's, an absolute farce what they've done in, in the SP. What would have been interesting is if um, they had have kind of put if they had have gone to points per game and, and the tables had kind of finished at that point. What would have happened now with administration, with Wigan and all that sort of stuff? Because, because in one sense, the season's done. You could have seen a host of clubs kind of um, cash in yeah, yeah. administration. Yeah. Then at that point, mm. the points per game is utter shit. If you look at <laughs> League le- League One, Wickham were eighth yeah. and they finished third, courtesy of having a game in hand before before close. Wickham were heading to the bottom half as well. It's a farce that. And- I mean, it's just how, how can that be right? Charlton. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, it, yeah. it cost Peterborough a playoff place, which always makes you chuckle. But <laughs> the fact that that happened, they wouldn't jump from eighth to third yeah. without kicking a ball just because they got a game in hand. Nah. Tranmere as well. Tranmere were harshly done by as well, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Forrest Yeris left Wednesday and now, so let's just pay tribute to our fantastic number 45 striker. Is that on your script? What a man. No. Oh, man. Are you going to song? <laughs> Mate, it oh, Danny sweet. Ward, shall I find Danny Ward doing that? And post it again? Oh, man. I think we've come to the end of time if I'm going to sing, but it's. Uh, we've well, you, a lot you did say you were going to predict. Day. You did say you were going to predict who'd go down. Yeah, you didn't you say. Did, I thought Barnsley will go, you know. Barnsley, Hull. <laughs> Colin Fronchak started a old Forestieri chant in the chat. <laughs> Can Wigan? What, what, what? I put you now, Wigan. All of a sudden, what, they're motivated. They're, they're playing better than Bayern Munich. And now, are they going to be asked now? Depends if, what, they get, I, if they're getting paid as well. That's another thing to throw in. If you're not getting paid, that's another. It's another facet to it, if you like. That's it's a strange one, but I feel bad for Wigan. But Hull, you look at Hull and you're like, they haven't won since New Year's Day, have they? Like, um, I, I think uh, size right as well. I think Stoke. Tough run of fixtures. I I think Barnsley will get out, and I think Luton. It's either Luton or Barnsley, but I think whoever does. Be honest, it, I think we can only just go down. When you look at how many, game, how many no, games, how many games we got left now? Six. 
Yeah. Six, yeah. Games. Six games left. I don't think you can look past the next three purely because the things where people cement a playoff place or the down or they can't go up or down mm. start playing weakened teams. I think the last two or three games, they always throw up some really random, ridiculous results. Mm. It's, it's, it's really hard PPG to judge anything on that. Yeah, which again shows why PPG is utter, utter garbage. Not PPG can outside, obviously, for... for no. <laughs> <laughs> Points picking. Remember the... No, those were the days when we went to matches. Just remember it. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, yeah, anything else, guys, before we wrap up? We've been going an hour now. No, Preston. Yeah, one, one, one quick okay. thing. Preston. One quick thing, and it is, it's not football related, um, but obviously I'm surrounded by all this stuff and the old Andy's Man Club ball. Um... Just for people that are watching, obviously during COVID, Andy's Man Club has carried on, not meeting in person, but we are meeting on, on online groups. If anybody out there does want to get involved, don't be scared of it. Don't be shy. It's, it's okay to talk. It's that simple. Do you even and have it, to turn your camera on? Is that, an, is that it, a thing? Uh, you, we only ask people to turn the camera on once so we can see it's actually them. And then they can just sit with, with a blank screen. They don't have to talk if they don't want they can just sit and listen and get a feel for it and see what's what. So if anybody out there is thinking of it, hasn't done it, make that step. Best thing I ever did, bar none. Um, it saves lives. It saves lives on a daily basis. Info at andysmanclub.co.uk and we can get you involved in your members group next Monday. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, guys, anything? Because you wanted to talk about Preston? Quickly. I just remember Colin Kwana, that rebound, that were my, uh, that's my, I don't want to talk about any away games at Preston, but it's a tough game, that, isn't it? It's, ideally, you'd want another team who were on the beach, wouldn't you? But this, I suppose it'll show where we are, won't it? But I don't yeah. think we're anyone's getting carried away. Tough difference game. is, though, after, after Forest game, I, I really didn't want Wednesday to come for tonight's game. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking, roll on Saturday. Just shows yeah. the difference of win, mate. So it changes your mindset instantly. Ready for, ready for Saturday now. See what happens. West Ham has scored a last-minute goal against Chelsea to win 3-2 and Bournemouth are all looking doomed to join the championship next year. But uh, Preston, so for me, uh, Jaden Stockley is an absolute terror for us. He's not an amazing player, but he's just such a pest. Uh, and we, we do struggle with those big elbows and knees. Is he the one who should have been sent off at the, yeah, he, for taking Elphick out? No, mm. I think that was a midfielder who took him out. Mm. He he was the well, uh, he was the big blonde striker who stuck his elbows in everybody. Was it, was it Pearson who took Elphick out? Was it Ryan Ledson? Ryan Ledson? One of them. Yeah, I, think it, it, I can't remember. It should have been a red card, whatever. Is Tom Clark still there? He's been released. Been released. Yeah. A few. David Nugent said he's 46 now, isn't he? And he's got to be like that. <laughs> 47. No, yeah. Connor Wickham's 52. Aren't these, these pro old experienced strikers, man? But yeah. Connor Wickham's 27, you know. I know. I think that's. He came through at 16, <laughs> so you think he's old. He's uh, ben HB has backed me up. He says it was Ledson who, uh, who put his. Well, Ledson. Yeah, we're disgraced. Audible, audible tackle. Thanks, Ben. Uh, but yeah, so uh, and are we not doing predictions? Because. Because we, we, we've won this, today, we no. won today. Anything, rain again. Anything, <laughs> anything, anything could happen this weekend. Um, but the only thing that you know, well, one thing is certain: we'll be back again this weekend. Um, we haven't nailed down a date yet, have we? But Sunday, Sunday, Sunday is probably the. Uh, It'll be Sunday. Sunday is probably the the time we'll be back. You know, twenty four hours later, uh, morning after. If you like, I almost said morning after pill then, but <laughs> well, hopefully it's not one difficult. <laughs> hopefully it's not one difficult to swallow. Go, 
Um, but yeah, so we'll be back next week. So thank you very much. Uh, anything uh, going out for you guys before we? Nope. No, just um, obviously we uh, we don't get to see many wins. So you know, obviously we got a lot of games coming up thick and fast. But let's let's just all enjoy it. You know, three nil that we haven't seen that a lot this season. Great stuff. And thank you to everyone who's joined us live on YouTube. It's uh, it's definitely something new that we're trying, and uh, if it goes well, we'll do it more often. So uh, I'm glad you guys enjoy it, and we'll uh, for those that prefer to listen to it, we'll uh, we'll pop this up in about an hour's time or so. But thank you to everybody, uh, and we'll have a little bit of Chris Carter to uh, to play us out. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via delivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.